0: And welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host Sonya Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shook-Guzman.
1: Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. (laughs) How are you? Doing pretty well. Hanging in there. Start... I have some different things happening in my schedule. I'm shifting things around. So it feels it's a good, good thing to, to have this time with you because this is my consistent time. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> Any form of consistency is good. <laughs> if, you've, if you've missed our last week's podcast. Oh, no, it won't be our last week's. Two weeks ago where mm-hmm. we talked about minimal momentum and consistency. It's a good one to listen to. Yes. Through. Yeah. But this week we are actually continuing our conversation. So you know, as some of you who've listened or not listened for you know a period of time, uh, we are doing three part series. Uh, last time and this time, and we last week I started to talk about a statistic that I found, where it was you know tw- only twelve percent of women owned businesses are making over a hundred thousand a year in revenue, not in profit, not in salary, in revenue. So that includes all of their expenses, all of their taxes. It is crazy. It's a crazy statistic. And I did look it up. It is legit. So... Last week, we dove into this topic and we talked about some of the systemic issues. So what what are some of the systemic issues getting in the way of women making more money, women having more financial stability and success? But today we wanted to pivot to look at a little bit of a different viewpoint and lens on this topic. We thought, let's explore some of the internal things that are getting in the way of us creating more money. I think it's going to be a really really juicy episode.
1: Yes. This is what's great about the three parts is that we really get to dive deeper into these uh, discussions because I think last week's episode was really uh, exciting for me because I always want to explore what is holding us back that That is maybe something that we've been blaming ourselves for, you know, so that we can really get more realistic and normalize kind of the challenges that we're up against. And we're not just like, I suck, you know, like personally, (laughs) I'm just not able to do this. And so I love that we looked at the external systemic piece. However, there is more to it than that. We can't just look to the outside and say, oh, look, um. Look at all these, you know, things outside of me that are stopping me. And that's why. And and we're going to just stop there with the introspection. It's like, yes, we got to go. The intro means inside um, and be more self-aware and kind of look at either how we are interacting with some of those systemic issues or even what's just a personal thing that a pattern or belief or a way of being in our business that might be holding us back. So it feels very holistic that we did the external last time and we're doing some of the internal reflections this week. Yeah, I so agree.
0: And and I think one of the things that we need to look at in terms of this topic, because we'll definitely get into mindset. We're definitely going to get into beliefs. We're going to get into emotions and value. But one of the things I think is talked about actually less, is that a lot of times women don't have money as their goal. Right, And I think that's something we need to talk about because we're, what we aren't suggesting in the statistic is that all women should be wanting to make millions or all women should have all these goals of making money. That's not what we're talking about. And generally, that's not really our audience who listen to this podcast either. But what most women want that I talk to in business is they want some financial stability. They want to be able to make enough money to cover their expenses, to have a little bit extra on the side, whether they are the breadwinner, which they need more, income, or whether they are just contributing to a holistic household, mm-hmm. they want to be able to contribute effectively. So we are not talking about, you know, needing to shift everything in our lives to have personal goals that we want to reach millions. Like it r- is really about making sure that we are in business in a way that feels good to us, that aligns with our goals, and that creates some financial stability.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important point because sometimes I just feel even listening to some of the financial guidance out there that it starts off with an assumption that, oh, we're talking about that. We need this really large profit margin for some women. It's not about that. It's about being effective. It's about having um, a certain amount of income consistently and being able to plan like, oh, these are the things in my life that's important. Um, Oh, I have enough you know, funds for an emergency. I have enough funds to travel or for this comfort that I prefer, but it's like not having to set the bar extremely high and make that be, Oh, everybody needs to go after millions or everybody needs this really high. It's like, what works for you? And then for, for women, it's like, what, is between you and making that goal because, you know, we can have all sorts of different goals, but, um, often our discomfort around money or our inability to reflect on, um, on what does that mean? Is it okay to not want to make millions or is it okay to want to make that, you know, (laughs) all those different belief systems that we carry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's really where, you know, I I want to bring that up as a perspective, but really what we are talking about is what we want and our ability to own that, our ability to go after that and and all of the things that get in the way of that internally, because we are dealing with a load of belief systems. Any way you look at it, any way you slice it, money has so much belief tied to it. Money has so much, you know, mindset tied to it, It has so much definition tied to it to it. It's really hard to look at money neutrally. I personally think that is the best way to come at it. Money is an exchange, money is a number. You can can get to the point of looking at it neutrally, but very few people do. And I think that's what we're looking at and addressing. What is that belief blueprint you have in your own self, in your own mind, in your own experiences? What is the mindset you carry around, around money? Now, I have yet to see one single person who doesn't have a mindset around money. And generally, some of it is unhealthy. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, there was a scene that was really funny from a movie recently and I'm trying to remember what it was, but you know, of where just the discomfort that women have being able to talk about the money that they make, the money that they want. Um, so depending on how you grew up, like you might've not even had parents talk to you about money Um, And then they and then there's the gender thing. They might have talked to their son about money and not to their daughters about money, you know, and and just like, oh, you'll marry someone who will handle the finances. You know, we are living in 2019 yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're still still
1: stuck in in a lot of ways. Like the way that we treat boys and girls with math, it starts even in educational systems. Um, So that kind of goes back to, there's a lot of external influence, but your responsibility then is to understand how have those external messages impacted my internal perception of self? How much have you adopted that and run with it? And then could you stop and question or maybe you're in a healthy place with it and you just want to go deeper with that. But right. We've got to actually look at what are we, what are the beliefs that we're holding inside, whether it's money or whether it's success, whether it's visibility, like these are all those internal. Yes. Yeah, totally.
0: So agree. And I think, you know, you guys, I think a lot of people talk about mindset. So let me just frame it really quick. The way that I look at mindset, it's not woo-woo. It literally is the like belief filters we look through. That's it. It's like, it's this, you know, you can look at it as like a filter over how we see things. So rather than just saying money, we see it through the way we feel about it, the way we think about it, the way we define it, the way we judge it, the way we resist it, the way we desire it. All of those things are that blueprint we're looking through. That's all a mindset is. It's just something that we hold that is filtering the neutralness of whatever it is we're talking about. So we have mindsets around everything, right? It's not this big. I think a lot of people um, talk about mindset, but don't really have languaging for it. It's really simple. It's just literally the way we look at something. And I think with money in particular, or making money, or success, or ambition, or all of these things tied into this statistic that we're talking about today, and there's a lot of mindset around it, you know, whether it's we fear being successful or whether it's we're worried about being a failure or whether it's, you know, money's tied into gross people that we haven't liked in our life that were rich or that had a lot of money or businessmen or our parents or whether we had, you know, access to people in our lives who had small businesses and failed. I mean, there is literally more than we could ever talk about in terms of, you know, experiences and things that are possible in our mindset. But what we have to do is become more aware of that. And that's not very easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy because a lot of times, you know, these are unconscious beliefs, the mindset, the reason why we talk about it. And like you said, it's not just a like, Oh, let me, you know, shift my energy or chakras, which are really valuable, but we're talking about really understanding that you have been conditioned, um, to see the world in a certain way. You have stories, you have beliefs. And so being able to, you know, we use the word in in psychology of like, we want to self actualize, um, because being able to step into awareness of self creates a more, um, it creates, it's more in alignment with reality. So these distortions can, can come from not really being clear with what's ours and what are the stories that we've been told. And, yeah. you know, there are many different ways to be able to start with introspection. One of them listening to this podcast and just starting to be curious, like yeah. one of the biggest tools to mindset is curiosity. Yeah. You don't just accept things like, oh yeah, that's what, you know, this is the truth. You start asking yourself, why do I think that's true? Hmm. I wonder why, why have I never questioned that? Why have I always made this assumption? Why do I always kind of have this inner voice that says, da, 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 you know? And sometimes it's just asking those questions out loud. Some people find it helpful to journal. Some people find it helpful to have like a writing practice just to be able to like ask themselves these questions every day and let it, you know, spill out. But that's why it's so important for us to pause and be intentional about mindset because it's driving your perceptions all day long. And if you're not conscious of what those filters are, if you're not actually interrupting some of those negative patterns, then you're living somebody else's story of what money is, what business is, what success is. And if you're really going to step into letting entrepreneurship entrepreneurship self-actualize you, then you need to be connected to what's really truly you, what you're bringing to the table in this particular time in your life. Exactly. Exactly.
0: It was amazing. Like, exactly. And I think, you know, the journaling is a really great piece. And it's something I have almost all my clients do something I call morning pages, which is actually I stole from the artist's way if you've ever read that Mm -hmm. book. But you know, morning pages is really where you sit down and you, you know, Either set a time limit, so 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, you set a timer, or you choose a certain number of pages to write and you just put pen to paper and you just put whatever comes out. You just empty out all your thoughts. If you have nothing to say, you literally write, I have nothing to say, I have nothing to say, I have nothing to say, like until you do. And it's amazing what comes up in that process for us to look at. And if you have an intention, like for instance, you're introspecting on money, it's really interesting what can come up in those morning pages. And I think this is such a key and important thing because if we're not aware of the of the way we're looking at things and the way we're seeing things and what our perception is, we don't realize how our decisions are being made because that's really, I mean, we are making decisions in business every single day, lots of them, right? Yeah. And if we are making decisions from a perception we're unaware of, from old beliefs, old trauma, old experiences that we are unaware of, then we are not making the best decisions. And sometimes we really think think and we justify, we're making decisions from this conscious place, right. but but really there's something else operating. And like we said, it's hard to see. It's really, really helpful sometimes to have a, a team member, someone supporting you, for instance, a therapist like Laura or a business coach like me who's worked in mindset, because we can see things sometimes that our clients can't. And we can gently and lovingly um, help them introspect on things or Threads to things that they haven't yet noticed or haven't yet seen. And it's really helpful. It's not that we tell people, this is what your mindset is, Mm -hmm. and you know, you should do something about it. You know, we literally help facilitate more awareness. And I have my own people as well, because it is so hard when you are sitting in a mindset, especially if it's a really charged mindset, where we are like, emotionally traumatized, it is really hard to see it and experience it and understand it from outside of it. So it really helps to have that person in that supportive environment and that, you know, someone who has a lot of experience working in these areas mm-hmm. to pull those threads for us in a gently loving way. I do not believe that we should be doing this in a perturbative way. You know, like a lot of people, um, and even some of the self-development courses, some people that I misalign with like Tony Robbins, you know, they, they, they perturbate these kind of insights I you know by making it harsh by you know like pushing someone I don't feel like that's a very good way you need a gentle and loving person who can help you become more aware that's it
1: yeah yeah I agree that you know people there's a lot of self-help books there's a lot of um, business books there's a lot of online books tutorials, YouTube videos. There's a lot of inspiration out there. There's a lot of education out there. And so I think that sometimes people take it upon themselves to just say, well, I can do this work. I just need to read all the things and watch all the videos. And you will learn a lot. But if you're not tapping into a support system, other people, objective um, individuals that can help you in that evolution, it's just not going to, it's going to be a little bit too exhausting because you're holding that all by yourself and you're not always going to see things as quickly. So I do think that, you know, people... Often, you know, are just like, but why would I go out and get a therapist or hire a coach when I'm kind of a smart cookie? I can just read all this st- psychology, I can read all these business mm-hmm. books, and I'll be fine. Um, and we know that many of us can get pretty far with that, but we are meant to co regulate one another as human beings. And there's something we can give to each other, and especially through objectivity. And yes. it's funny because I have clients that, um, you know, they, <laughs> they will push back every week, you know, I'll be like, well, I'm really noticing like, this is, you keep saying this, but you keep doing this and you keep saying, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. And they kind of dismiss me, move on, move yeah. on. You know, I'm just like, keep saying it keep saying it. you know, it's like, Hmm, we've been seeing each other a while. So one thing I'm really noticing and they really need me to see it over and over because they don't trust me initially. Yeah. And then after they've seen me a while and they trust me and then I'm like, remember that, you know, how I keep bringing this, Thing up that you really want, but you keep doing the opposite. <laughs> it's kind of a pattern, you know, then they finally are like, Whoa, you're hitting on something. I feel that's bringing, bringing something up. And it, it's just, that's hard work to do on our own. Yeah, It's hard work for me to even do it with somebody I'm watching it and I'm telling them yeah. and they're still like, Nope, Nope, yeah. that's not it. That's not it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. And this is why it's also helpful to have someone who's neutral and yeah. objective and trained. Because, because the thing is, is that if they haven't done the work themselves, you know, or it's like a friend or, you know, somebody in your life who has a lot of their own stuff and a lot of their own stuff with you, then really you guys are just going to be projecting on each other and no one's really getting into any real insight. So, look, this was a bit of a, of a detour, but what we really wanted to bring forth is that a lot of. I think that a lot of sort of the contribution as why women aren't making more money in their business is because they're hitting a lot of mindset blocks. So let's talk about what some of those are. You know, there are things like our own value, right? So we're struggling to own and define our value. We're struggling to charge, what we're worth. We're struggling with pricing and sales. These are just a few of the areas that I have seen over and over again, women struggle with. And because we aren't willing to sell ourselves effectively or really charge what we're worth, Mm -hmm. we make less money.
1: Yes. Yeah. And another one, you know, that I fall into is just, um, family responsibilities or some Mm -hmm. sort of, um, just not really in that in its value, but somehow not putting my time, yeah. um, first, which means that impacts my business. So if I don't value the time that I need to see my clients or to do the work that I need to do, and I'm always kind of letting all of my family's needs come first, like there's a balance yeah. and I'm not saying that I'm not going to meet any of their needs, but I'm really quick, um, to just be like, oh yeah, let me drop that thing in pick up the kids. And sometimes my husband and I have to stop and be you know, he's salaried, but you know, it's kind of like, wait a minute, if you do that, then you're losing this much money. If I do yeah. that, you know, I'm losing. It's like, which, who's really the better person to step forth and take over that responsibility. Yeah. Um, and often it usually is really makes more sense for him to do it than for me to do it, yeah. <laughs> but I'll like keep, Feeling like as the mom that, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to step up. So that one is kind of like not honoring sometimes, not honoring our value and therefore not putting enough time on the calendar to, to actually do the work that we need to get done, you know? Yeah.
0: Look, I mean, I think value is like such a core part of what we're talking about, right? Because it literally manifests in like a thousand different ways. Mm -hmm. So it manifests exactly like you said, in a way where we're not able to really value our time and make it a priority, It comes out in ways of pricing and not being able to talk to people about sales. It comes out in ways we can't set boundaries. So we over-deliver almost all the time. I mean, women, classically, over-deliver. So they're not being— Uh, paid for the majority of their time in their business because they're over delivering to their clients. They're over delivering to the people around them. They're over delivering to their friends and family. Like we are over delivering all the time. And that is also a value issue. It Mm -hmm. stems from us not believing that we are worthy and innately good and innately able to be just where we are. Like what if we just delivered what we promised? Oh my gosh. Like, and yet we still feel like that's never,
1: ever enough. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, the, and this is something we talked about before you know, the over delivery, over functioning. And that does come back into valuing yourself mm-hmm. and in the role that um, women play in our family dynamics are really interesting because whether or not you're the breadwinner, and and this is, you know, research has shown too, like that even when women are the breadwinner, they're still doing the majority of the domestic chores like that. They don't really shift it like, oh, I'm going to be the breadwinner now economically bringing this in. And so now my partner is going to take on more of the the non-paid emotional and physical labor of the family. Um, So it's really interesting how we just constantly do that. So is it, you know, oh, I just want to work harder uh, for my family. Or is this like a value to be the mother, to be in my family? I need to somehow do these things to be valuable, I feel like, is yeah. sort of the. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's guilt, and, you know, mother. I mean, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. we Have we done an episode on guilt? Because like motherhood <laughs> we guilt have. is insane. We, we have done an episode on mother's guilt. It's <laughs> like a while back. Not one of the first year. ones because we're like, let's <laughs> talk
0: about this. Yeah, but we have definitely done that. And it's true. Like, I mean, even though, and I'm in that position where I am the breadwinner. My, you know, I retired my husband from corporate last year. And, you know, while he's sort of figuring out what he wants to do and we're exploring new paths, he is taking on a lot of the domestic duties, which is amazing. And he is like taking it on and doing it. And it's awesome. And there's no debate about it. But I still feel guilty. I still feel guilty. I still have my little girl saying, you're always working, mommy. You're never around. And I think I have pretty good balance, but it's like it's still never
1: enough, right? We
0: never feel like we're giving enough to everybody. And, And so... In and of itself, that's one of the reasons why I think we hold back on creating more income, creating more profit, creating more, you know, ability for us to serve in a financial way, because we are often pulled by all the emotional ways that we don't get paid for, right? Because yes. emotional labor rarely gets paid.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to, um, this is not a detour, but I'm just going to like share one of my little guilty indulgences. as, um, Sometimes I watch junk TV. And my daughter, 17, we just recently started watching The Bachelorette, The Recent Bachelorette. Okay. Mm. In this episode, there is this episode where Hannah, she's a bachelorette, she actually has the men go to this um, hospital where they're going to experience the things that women experience during birth, which I (laughs) thought was, like, the most awesome. I've never seen something like this on The Bachelorette. So they have to go and learn how to change the baby, all that kind of stuff. Wear the baby belly. But the big thing (laughs) that they did was pain stimulation. So they actually put... Cloth, uh, like what are those? That clothing, um, clothesline clips yeah. on their men's nipples, so that they understood what it was like to breastfeed. Then they hooked up this thing to their abs and shocked their lower abdomen to feel contractions. And these men were like freaking out and there's like, my God, now we have so much more respect for women as we're talking. I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing to have this experiment where men have to go through an entire day from the perspective of a mother, entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, with kids balancing all of it and just be like okay you've got to get a presentation done new clients signed up um launch a program whatever blah 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 right and then just yeah. like go and then they've got all the things that come up with the kids and the school's calling yep. they're throwing up at school you got to go pick <laughs> up your kids <laughs> it would be amazing it would be amazing and and you know this is the thing
0: like you know how it's I could get into so many rants right now, but yeah. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to, you know, stay focused. But one of the things that drives me crazy is that a lot of times there's a lot of women who are looking for a business coach as an example or a business mentor or whatever, and they go to a man who has no idea the things they are facing from the internal challenges to the external ones. They Like a man can never understand what a woman is going through in business, right? right. Because they have not stepped into our shoes. They have not encountered the things we have. They don't have the bio we have, like there is so many things. And I think, you know, this is the thing that we're really trying to cover in this. There are reasons that women are making less money in business than men. And some of those are gender related. A lot of those are systemic, you know, and some of them are internal. Again, Mm -hmm. internal because we've been brought up in a society You know, so back to the systemic issues, you know, brought up in a way that women are shamed for being women. They're shamed for being ambitious. They're shamed for being go getters. Like, you know, there's so many ways in which, you know, women are not valued in society. And then we internalize that. So now, in a way, it's on us, right? So, you know, we can look at all the systemic changes in the world and, you know, we should, and we should change them. But we really have to look at what we're doing to ourselves. And that's exactly what my TEDx talk was about, is how we are disempowering ourselves by our language, by the way we view things, by not valuing ourselves. And until we start there, we can't change what's in the system.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's what's so important about today's episode is that we're bringing home the point that it starts with awareness of things that have been integrated, right? The external messages, yep. the systemic piece, which we covered last time. But then how are you sitting with that now? How yeah. m- much are you really letting those be your guide? Like that internal yeah. voice, is it your own or is it been an adaption, you know, an um, integration of all the things that you've heard? So yes. being mindful of your belief system, understanding your mindset. And when you're hitting a lot of, I think this is something I want to really focus on in this episode. When you are feeling stuck, hopeless, thinking what's wrong with me? Why Mm -hmm. can I not do this? Why am I not making any money? Instead of going back to your business plan or revenue streams or, or all of, or the sales, all of that. That's super important, but don't just go there first come in to an awareness of self to ask, where am I not value valuing myself? Where am I not feeling that I deserve this success that I am worthy of this money? Because yes. that's what you need to ask first before you start trying to just fix the business or go to a traditional male business coach that's just going to look at all your financial forms and tell you yes. where you can leverage your ROI. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yes,
0: please. <laughs> Oh, look, uh, we could, I think we could end there because that's so good, but there's a few other points I really want to cover because you guys, this is a huge topic. Even breaking it up into three parts, we can't even begin to cover it all. And we do cover a lot of the pieces that we're talking about in a lot of our other episodes. So things like mindset, things like, you know, awareness, things like money. We even have a great couple of episodes on women and money. So those are all things you can go back and to listen to on a deep level. But I want to talk about a few other angles in terms of how we're sabotaging ourselves or what are some Mm. of the things we're doing internally that are getting in the way. And another one of those really important things is I think we need to stop having such unrealistic goals. Okay. Mm. So let me phrase this because I know I get some pushback on it. (laughs) I love inspiration. I love that we're going for, you know, great goals, like, you know, millionaires, whatever, you know, go for it. Whatever you want to create is amazing. But what I think happens is that a lot of women are, women are so focused on these really, really, really far reaching goals, right? Yeah. And unrealistic goals because the world's told us how easy it is to run a business or how easy it is to make money or how easy it is to get an online course and get a million dollars passive income and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But the truth is that we need to be bringing our goals a little bit closer so that we have some grounded, realistic things to work towards. So for instance, A lot of times I meet women and, you know, I talk to a lot of people in my target market, a lot of people out in the in the business world. And so I meet a lot of women whose goals are like, I want to have passive income and make a million dollars. Right. Like this is literally something I hear every day. So, you know, that's great. That's an awesome goal. But passive income is well, there's no passive income, in my opinion. But also it's like this far reaching thing. Whereas what could you do right now to make more money? Like so often I can take someone's business and streamline it with a few tweaks to be making four times the money they're making. Right. Like so simple, all these simple tweaks, all these little steps, like a few skills you could build. And in that skill building, you could actually dramatically increase your income. But it's like everybody wants the magic pill. They don't want the small steps. They want the giant leaps. They want the, you know, the end goal. They want the biggest inspiration. And I think we've got to get a little bit more realistic and grounded in what we want to create and in how we can take baby steps to create it.
1: Yes. And this is, ah, I'm sorry to go external, but it's like, and this is hard because we live in a culture that loves to go big and it celebrates, um, that kind of reaching for the stars, which is awesome that we have that. And and that's something that I've heard other cultures really respect or kind of wish they had more of like, Oh, people in the States, they're always just so, you know, like they go big and they're so, kind of risk um aversive but we have to be able to understand that that's not everyone and or it's not always the right time and it's okay for the little steps to happen and give yourself a a huge pat on the back for every little step and being patient with yourself and really letting yourself feel because if you take those little baby steps and you really integrate them and you're really proud yes. of yourself and you give yourself those props, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, like you're building a skill set, like you call it. Yes. You're you're learning success mindset and you're building a sustainable business. It's yes. not just like rolling the dice and like seeing what happens and go for the million or and then yeah. if you fall, you have nothing really that you've learned. It's really doing the strategic work and like the steps. And I think that women are so good at this. And so I think that if we trust our, not like our ability to be patient, integrate relationships, be intuitive, like this is what makes us really good at business. We don't have to do it in that way that men have said it has to be done, where it is a lot more like reaching for these huge goals and going all out and, you know, flexing the muscles. I don't know what that is, but it's just like, That's not the way that we have to do business. And if we keep measuring ourselves against that, we're feeling inadequate when we actually are more skilled at doing that sustainable piece.
0: Yes, yes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in part three, which is next week. But I also think like this is such a key point in our internal because we have to switch the way we look at things, right? The way we, you know, uh, want to push ourselves out here instead of looking at where are we at right now. And sometimes it's like, I've heard, I heard someone one time uh, create this idea that, you know, it's like we're, we're we think we're in Chicago and we want to get to New York, right? <laughs> but we're actually in Dallas yeah. and we can't find the way from Chicago to New York because we're in Dallas. We're not in Chicago. <laughs> and I think, you know, this is what I feel like people are doing all the time. They pretend they're at one place. Like even when I ask people who I'm I'm about to take on as clients, you know, what is the income you make? Where are you at right now in your business? People like are evasive, Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like there's an evasiveness or a, a a sort of a, an illusion. Like there there's, and of course there's fear tied around it. Mm -hmm. And that gets back to the emotional, the internal, the mindset, the way we judge ourselves, the way we you know, devalue what we have accomplished. But I think we've got to get more realistic about where we actually are and the next leg to the place we want to go. Because what's happening and what I'm seeing is such a huge dissection of where people are and where they want to go. And they're just tapping into all the wrong strategies for the next step. And so it's really important to be, yeah, more realistic and more clear about where you are. And, you know, that mm-hmm. brings us back to some of the need for self-compassion and yes. the absolute need to stop comparing.
1: Yes. Yes. I was just thinking as you were saying, I was like, and we, this is a perfect place to wrap up this discussion on the internal (laughs) to really underline compassion. So there is the ability to reflect and be curious leads to Mm self-understanding and that then needs self-compassion because once you understand this is where I am and this is why you can't swing in there with judgment. It's just, The understanding is the self-awareness. And then you come in with that compassion. And we really want to pull away from comparison because it will steal your joy. It will take away all of your entrepreneurial gumption because – you are not that person they have a different path they have a different gift they have a different way of being in the world and you don't need to be stuck looking at well how much money are they making and how quickly yep. did they make it and does you know their brand say about them just yep. keep coming back understand, be curious about yourself, be curious why you hold the values that you hold, the beliefs that you hold, the patterns that you hold. And then as that awareness increases, you have so much love and compassion and, and just excitement around like, that's you, that's who you are. And for good reason, and you still are on this process. And if you are treating your entrepreneurship like a process of self-actualization, then you're gonna continue to learn and you're gonna continue to grow. And that's what I love about having my own business.
0: Yes, yes. And you guys, the reason that we care about this topic is because we want more women to feel empowered. And it's not just internally, but also financially, like what can women do when we have more financial power, when we have more financial impact, when we can actually influence, you know, some of the major things that are happening in the world. And I think there's a lot of women who want a little more financial stability. Might not be millions, it might not be dramatic, but they just want a little more financial stability. So that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about shifting and changing the things that are getting in the way of you having a little more financial stability. Yay. All right. So we're going to wrap up for today. This is part two. If you missed part one, you definitely want to go back and listen to it. And we will have part three for you next week. And next week, what we're going to address is some of the things that you can actually do to shift what you're making in your business now. So should be fun. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at Women in the Arena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who have commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.